It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher marriage family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often sensitive topic of multicultural awareness and diversity, designed for more than just therapists. If you are a helping professional in any way, Diversity and clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve, and it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author or speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today, I want to share with you an encouraging perspective on how to respond if you're accused of being a racist. Yeah, I know it's an odd way to begin, but let me share with you a bit of context. So during my live online and in-person diversity made simple trainings for companies and organizations with helping professionals who serve a variety of other individuals who are in their community and business itself, in addition to offering practical tips and strategies that I've gained over the years to encourage and empower them in their efforts, I also extend an invitation to ask any question that they might have that might be a barrier to them serving the greatest variety of people possible. This comes with a promise that there'll be no negativity or judgment in my reply. And as I choose to view that any question that they may have, it comes out of a willingness to risk asking the question in the first place and that they're genuinely seeking an answer that can help them move forward healthily rather than start a fight. And in one of my most recent trainings, someone took me up on this offer and asked this question. So, Ambers, I have this friend, by the way. Any therapist loves it when you have a question that starts off with, I have a friend. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I have a friend who was doing their job as usual, helping provide services to people in need. And when someone they were seeking to serve accused them of of being a racist. Now, I know and she knows that she's not a racist, but we also know that how she responds to that accusation can either make things better or make things worse. What should I tell her? So... I started my response, as I usually do, by thanking her for being willing to ask the question in the first place. It's a big risk doing so. In this case, I also acknowledged her taking the risk on behalf of her friend, 
wink, wink. <laughs> uh, after that, I acknowledge that while there's no one perfect way to respond to something like this, there are a few things that, if considered, can help guide her to a response that can have the best chance possible of preserving rather than damaging the professional relationship between her and the person she's seeking to support. So the first thing to consider is that the accusation of racism doesn't automatically mean that the person is racist. Just to be clear, that doesn't automatically mean that the accusation is wrong either. You see, when someone expresses something this significant, it's a reflection of the reality that something that was said or done conveyed a racist message, as if to say that the person on the receiving end of those words were of lesser value or, or lesser importance based on their race. Now, as a therapist, I know very well how communication is not an absolute thing. Miscommunication occurs all the time where a person means one thing, but the person on the receiving end hears a different meaning than was intended for a variety of reasons. So in order to have the best chance at responding in a healthy way, you need to take a moment to do your own self-reflection and ask yourself, regardless of my intent, is there any merit to this accusation? Do I view them as less than because of our racial ethnic differences? If the answer is yes in any way, then do yourself a favor, let alone someone else, and get some professional support. Maybe even explore this with a therapist and address those issues on your own so that your, the person you're trying to help doesn't have to for their benefit and your own future benefit. However, if you look long and hard and don't find support for unacknowledged racist beliefs and intent, then you may be ready to hear the second thing to consider, and that is, don't waste time defending your intent to someone who feels hurt by you or offended by you. Why? Not because they aren't worth the energy. Quite the opposite. Out of care and value for that person, you can acknowledge that no matter your genuine intentions, your intent doesn't delete the impact you might have on someone else. Recognizing this allows you to maintain a sense of your own genuine identity and intentions, while also acknowledging that somehow something you said or did conveyed a different message to someone else. And it's worth your time to non-defensively clarify that message. And that's where the third and most important piece comes in. Beyond your words, you can show your willingness to say or do something different moving forward. Instead of wasting your time defending or explaining why you should be able to continue to say and do the same things because of your clarified genuine meaning, hoping that your explanation will make it not hurt the next time around. You can instead acknowledge that because of your genuine care for the other person and the new appreciation you have for those words and those, and those actions that mean something different to the other person, you're willing to modify your words and actions to reduce even unintentional harm and offense moving forward. This willingness to change, not out of correction and shown how wrong you are, but out of consideration, uh, actually has the potential to support your message of genuine intent and care for the other person that you said was there all along. This is in complete contrast to defending why you have the right to do, but you now have a better understanding of how it hurts someone else. This can all be accomplished by saying something to the effect of, thank you for letting me know that something I said conveyed a message that I was better than you or that you were somehow less than based on no merit of my or your own. Although I know that this is not how I feel, I can see how it may have seemed that way to you. It makes sense now that I hear it that way. If you're open to it, I'm more than willing to say or do something differently moving forward to help reduce the likelihood of the same misunderstanding happening in the future. On one hand, 
You can't guarantee what the other person's response will be of someone who felt hurt and is primarily focused on reducing the likelihood of being hurt again. On the other hand, you can make intentional efforts to not prove their point of you being a threat that there needs to be removed from their lives. While there is so much more that I could say to explore this topic, these tips should get you off to a great start. In summary, consider this. If you ever find yourself in a situation of being accused of being a racist, first, do some of the self-exploration yourself and see if there's any merit to it. If so, work on it. Own it so that the hurt person doesn't have to be responsible for your growth. Second, don't waste time defending your intent. Instead, acknowledge the legitimacy of the impact that you may have on others despite your intent. And third, offer the gracious gift of change, not out of correction or wrongness, but out of consideration and care for their well-being. My hope for you is that you would be showing so much care for others who are similar and different from you on a regular basis that you would encounter accusations like this very seldomly. However, if you do, I hope that you would have the personal and professional self-esteem to not only ask yourself any difficult accountability questions that may need to be asked, but also to be flexible out of consideration for the well-being of others. Who knows? That relationship saved may turn out to be a mutually beneficial relationship moving forward for years to come. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening in to today's Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive and difficult topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.diversitymadesimple.com. And if you know of anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to send them a link to this podcast or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity and Clinical Practice, available at Amazon.com. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. 
Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. When it comes to deciding what gets recycled or what doesn't, you don't have to be confused. Ramsey County makes it easy to drop off the right items at the right locations without a lot of extra work. And it's free. Um, yard waste. Check. Household hazardous waste? You bet. Food scraps? Those too. Unwanted medicine? We take it. Old electronics? Bring them by. Household recycling? You know it. Learn what items you can dispose of and wear at RamseyRecycles.com. Because in Ramsey County, recycling is for everyone. <laughs> 